Welcome to Chit Chat with Hope. Tonight I'm going to talk about um, moving away from your community. And pardon me, I hope you all are having a fantastic day. And now it's evening. I hope that fantastic day continued into the evening. And good night. Yes, tonight our topic is going to be moving away from your community or moving to a different state, a different county, just moving away. And I've written down, I usually don't write anything down, but today I, I wrote a bunch of stuff down because I really wanted to tell you some of the things that as a special need parent that you need to have either get together um, these documents or things that you need to make sure you're going to have a successful move because sometimes we might um, we might decide to buy a home or rent or however whatever you decide to do and we're just looking at the neighborhood how nice the neighborhood is we're looking at all the different you know, scenery, all the different things that we're going to leave back in the old neighborhood. You know, I'm talking about negative things that you might, or things that you might consider negative that you're moving away from, or you might just be moving towards uh, an opportunity, a new job or whatever. But I'm going to, tonight, I'm going to talk to you about some of the things that as special need parents, you and myself, we need to take in consideration before we decide to move. Because um, I'm not saying don't move, but I'm saying if you're going to move, pick the neighborhood that you are going to live in. I want you to, um, some of the things that I'm going to talk about tonight, I want you to consider these things before you just buy a home just because the neighborhood is beautiful or because you know someone that lives in the neighborhood and they think it's a fantastic neighborhood, I want you to also think of some of the things that I'm going to suggest tonight, okay? And the first thing that I'm going to suggest is before you even think about buying a home in a particular community, You and I need to think of someone that will also have to benefit, I'm sorry, have to benefit from this move. And that, of course, is our child or our children, okay, depending if you only have one child with special needs or you have more than one child. So it's going to be our child or our children. We have to understand that once we move away from the neighborhood that we are now presently living in, right? We sometimes will be moving away from some of the service that are, that, are, that are now being provided for our children slash child, okay? So, because I, like I said, I'm in different groups, and a lot of people are, um, you know, some of the people within the group, they're thinking that as soon as school is over for this semester, which will be June in a couple of months, 
they're planning on moving away from the community. But I'm going to say, prior to moving, prior to purchasing a home, I think that we, you, need to go into that community. Not just have the real, the, you know, the real estate person show us how beautiful it is and, you know, it has 2.3 bathroom and all of that stuff. I think we really need to go into the neighborhood. Even if you're renting, still you need to go into that neighborhood like a soldier and do the footwork, okay? And I'm going to tell you what I mean when I say to do the footwork, okay? You know, I mean, I know that your expectation is so high when you're moving away because you're moving to maybe a quieter neighborhood, you're moving maybe to a good job, which if it's a good job, I'm not saying don't take the job, but what I'm saying is make sure that you're not losing services for your child. Because no matter how good the job is, if your child is not getting the appropriate um, service, you're going to be disappointed and you're not going to enjoy living where you're going to now live. If it's a house permanent, and if it's even an apartment you're renting, you have, a, you have already left, cut ties with that old neighborhood, and now you're here. Okay, so some of the things that you need to look for is you need to somehow find yourself into the school, the new school that you might have to register your child for. So let's say you're going to move from one state to another or wherever you live, you know, whatever country you're in, just think of it. You're going to move away from your neighborhood, completely move away. Let's say you're moving away four or five hours, which means that if you're moving away four or five hours from where you now live, maybe some of the rules are going to be changed from what so maybe some of the service that you are being provided into a particular state might not be available in this particular state. So I want you to um, take the day off from work or take a couple of days if you have to from work. And I would like for you to go to this particular school that your child will be enrolled in if and when you move. So you're going to call the school and you're going to explain that you're coming from a different state. You'd like, you know, you'd like to live in this particular neighborhood. You know that this is the particular school that your child might attend. And can you come in and speak to the principal or the guiding counselor or whoever it is that they can just talk to you and you will let them know more about your child. Okay? I don't think that anyone should just move because someone said the neighborhood is nice. What I consider nice might not be nice to you. What I consider a terrific school might not be a terrific fit for your child. So my suggestion for you is if you're going to move to a different state, you need to somehow find a way to get to that school before you actually move into that neighborhood. Okay, so you're going to set up some kind of meeting that you can go into the school and you're going to explain to them more about your child and see if that school is a perfect fit for your child. Okay, the first thing that you need to do before we even visit the school, 
or even make that phone call, the first thing you need to do is you need to speak to the current school that your child is enrolled in, the now school, the present school. You need to bring your IEP there, and you need to discuss with the team or at least one person that can answer most of the questions that you might need to ask. Your IEP need to be update, okay, up to date. Your IEP, remember IEP is within the year. You don't want to move away from a neighborhood when, you know, the IEP is already, you know, nine months, ten months in. So ask the IEP team at that particular school if they can do a different assessment with your child, even though it's not within the year, but ask them if they can update it by at least do a new assessment where when you move to that particular neighborhood, your child will not have to be evaluated immediately with this new school. Because we already know that once you move away from some children, once you move away from the teachers that they're used to, the, their peers that they're used to, or even the building that they've gotten attached to, they might regress a little bit, as well as they might be, I don't want to say depressed, but they might go through a little rough patch before they start you know, mellowing out to the new school, the new staff, their new peers. So if this IEP team at your child's school, let's say the IEP is already in nine months, eight months, or whatever, because, you know, it's within the year and the school year is almost going to end, then you can ask them that, you know, we already did the IEP last year, September. We won't need another meeting. We won't be really meeting again until next year, September. I won't be in this neighborhood because I'm going to move as soon as my child's school the year ends. Right. So could you could we just meet and you guys just go over my son's IEP and just, you know, just update a few things on there, make it more clear to what his or her needs are that when I call the school and I um, ask if I can come and speak to someone, they can actually look at this IEP and tell me if this particular school would be a fit for my child or would my child have to go to a different school outside of this community, okay? So you're going to let the IEP team ask them, you know, can you, I know that we're supposed to meet again next year, but I will not be here and I don't want the new team to really evaluate my child because they don't know my child the way you guys do, okay? So instead of my child having a setback, because that's what they're going to see, we already know it won't be actually a setback. It would just be that my child is trying to get adjusted to a new school. Okay, so that's what you're going to do. The first thing you're going to do is you're going to meet with your team and you're going to let them know what, you, what your plans are. You're going to move out of the neighborhood. You know, you're going to move to a different state. Can they update a few things on the IEP that when you get there this September, because you're going to, you know, we're already in the first part of the year, so when you are going to move over the summer and you get there in September, your IEP will still be, you know, less than six months, which means the school really 
you know, will have to deal with that IEP at least for four or five months. Hopefully by then your child will somewhat adapt to the new school, have adapted to the new teachers and their peers. Okay. You also need to make sure that all your paperwork is together. You know, all of your paperwork, all your evaluation and your assessment and current papers that you have are up to date because when you go and um, go into this new school to register your child, they don't know you, you don't know them. You don't want to come off as being confused and, you know, you're all over the place. You can't, you know, you're digging into your bag to find this and you're digging into your bag to find that. It's not a very good look for the first time someone is meeting you. You know what I mean? So what I would like for you to do is when you're going to go to the school, when you have called the school and they said, okay, you know, we usually register children, you know, in September or sometime in you know, August for the um, September. But however, I understand that you'd like to meet with the principal or whoever you're going to meet with there. While you're there meeting with them, they might ask for some kind of documents or some kind of information on your child. I want you to get an organizer, okay? One of those little plastic organizers that have different pockets where you can put the last, I, the, the last IEP and the current one where you can put different things that are important that they need to know. You know, information from your pediatrician, the whole thing. If your child is taking medication, if your child is allergic to different things, you know, just get an organizer and walk with it. This way, while you're busy asking questions about is there a paraprofession, you know, how many teachers, how many aides, you know, all these different things you're going to be asking, will my child be, you know, my child gets PT, OT, you know, all of these different things, you know, will my child be able to get all these um, service here in this school? They might want to see some documents, okay? So you need to make sure that you get this organizer, right? They sell them in Target in different stores, right? It almost looked like one of those little, little, it's a little pouch with little pockets within, right? You're going to put, you're going to organize it where it's like the IEP, the doctor's note, all these different things, okay? That way, when you go to the school and you're questioning them and they're answering questions and they ask, well, you know, do you have the IEP? Yes, I have the recent one that is now presently being used by the school, and I have the one prior to this one. When they start asking you questions, do you have the last report card? Yes, I do, and I have the last two progress reports. Here they are. You know, you have to be on the ball. This is the first time you're going to meet these people. You need them to understand that you are organized, you're on top of things, Right? The old school that you're leaving, even when you're a little, you know, you or, or myself, we were a little bit crazy and we were going through our pocketbooks and trying to find different things. They understood that it might be a bad day because they knew us and they knew that we were always organized. So they might think it's just one of those days, right? But these are new people that you're going to meet. So it's not going to be one of those days. It's going to be you just, organ, you know, you're not organized and just all over the place. And when you leave, they're going to be talking about you 
the parent that's coming in, she's, you know, she's all over the place and all of that. So you want to give a good impression. Okay, so you're going to have, you're going to have your organizer and you're going to have everything in there that you need. Not only do you have to make it your business to go see that school before you actually think that your child would be enrolled in there, okay? You need to go in and physically see the school. Physically speak to the principal. They, I'm not saying they're going to um, register your child at that particular time because we all know that children don't get registered until the end of the, you know, the end of the summer when schools start in September. But at least you will have gotten to know them. You would have gotten to see, to hear some of their policies. You have gotten to hear some of their procedures. You have gotten, uh, you know, you have gotten to meet the principal, maybe the social worker. You have somewhat. Maybe they, because you have made the appointment and they know that you have, you know, come out of your way four or five hours to get there, they might take you to one of the class and let you speak to one of the teachers or the para, which is nice. You know, at least you get a feel. Instead of September, you're rolling up to the school, you're, you're anxious, your child is anxious, and, you know, it's just not a good look. You know, because you and the child cannot be anxious because, you know, that's negative energy you'd like throwing off on the, you know, on your child, on my child. You know, it's just negative because you're nervous, you're anxious, and this poor child is going to feel it within you, right? But when you do all these things and you've gone to the school and you've chat with the principal, you know, she gave you her card and, you know, you've spoken to some of the teachers, you've spoken to the social worker, they know that you're coming in. They're sort of prepared for your child, you know. They, they already know. So, so when you actually go into the school to register your child, you are not that anxious because you have met these people before. And you can tell your child a little bit about the school. I met your principal. Her name is Miss Brown. She's a nice lady. And I met the social worker. Her name is Miss Whatever. And, you know, and the school is big and they have a nice um, gym and they have a nice backyard and swing. You can talk that child into not being as anxious as that child might have been if it was the first time you both stepping foot into the school. Okay. So that's the school, okay? You're going to get everything you need that is important that deals with the school and your child. The next thing you need to do before you move out of your neighborhood, because remember, you're not going to drive four hours back to see the dentist. You're not going to drive four or five hours back to see your, per, your pediatrician. So you now need to come into this neighborhood and see what they offer. You need to find a dentist. You're going to need to find a pediatrician. Okay? You need to figure out where are the good pediatricians? Where are the good dentists? Okay, so it's not that easy when you have a child with autism or any disability to just get up and move. We have to do the footwork ahead of even buying a, a home. We have to do the footwork 
before we rent an apartment. So now you're leaving your pediatrician. You're leaving the hospital that you know, and your children know most of the staff that have taken care of them, right? You're leaving your dentist, okay? And any other service that your child was provided outside of the school, you're leaving all these people to go somewhere that now you're going to have to find new people to provide these care. You need to find a pediatrician. So now you need to go online. You need to figure out where you can call a pediatrician office, okay? Speak to someone there. Maybe the manager of the um, of the healthcare place, right? You're going to explain to them that you're moving in the next five weeks, and you would like to know if that pediatrician is still accepting new patients. Because see, we can't, we you know, we just can't move and don't have a doctor for our children. We just can't. Okay, you know, we need to know if the hospital. If there's a special hospital just for children, or is the one hospital that deals with everyone, okay? All right. So you're going to call, and you're going to figure out this. You're going to call the pediatricians, and you're going to ask, are you still accepting new patients? If they are accepting new patients, you're going to make an appointment, Okay, because let you're moving, you have your place, you're ready to move. If you are, you already found your school, you went and looked at your school, and you're good with your school, now you are, and you have signed your lease, you have bought your home, prior to all of this, you need to find your pediatrician. If the pediatricians say, well, yeah, we're still accepting new, new patients, and, and yes, we do, we do understand, and we um, we are very sensitive. We understand. We, you know, we know how to take care of children with autism. You know, we're you know we will accommodate you in this area. We can accommodate you here, and all these different things. You are going to make an appointment for the next four months down the line. Okay. All right, because remember, you didn't move yet, so you don't want to. A bad impression to make one for two months and then you don't show up because they don't know you. They don't know, you know, myself. So we have to make, you know, a good impression on a pediatrician, right? So you're going to make an appointment for, let's say, August before your child go back to school, right? What you're going to do is you're going to make sure you get your child's medical records sent to this new pediatrician, okay, because you've made up your mind, you like the school, you've spoken to the pediatrician's office, and you have looked up, you know, you have went online, and you've looked up, and you see that it's a good pediatrician, had very good ratings, even though, you know, we might be disappointed if and when we meet them, but we just, we had nothing to go by right now, so we're just going by what we got to go by, so now you have your pediatrician, okay, so you're going to make an appointment August. Now, this is March, and you're doing everything now. I mean, I'm sorry. This is February going into March, and you're doing all your 
footwork right now, okay? You're doing all your things right now. So now you have found a house or you found an apartment. Now you found a school. You found a pediatrician. Now you have to find a dentist, okay? So you're going to do the same thing. You're going to go on the internet. You're going to see the dentist that they do have in the area that deal with pediatrician, that, you know, pediatric um, dentist. You're going to find that. You're going to call all of them. You're going to explain my child has autism, you know, whatever else that your child may have as far as their diagnosis. You know, if your child is anxious, you're going to let them know everything up front. Can you accommodate us? Okay, great. The dentist says he can. Are you taking new patients? Yes, you are. Okay, so now you're going to do the same thing. You're going to make an appointment for August. Okay, you're going to make an appointment for August. Right? That's where you're going to make your appointment. So now you're okay. As far as moving, you're okay. Now you can go and you're going to finish up all your um, your different business as far as, you know, getting your house together, getting your apartment together because you're good. You have, you have your school, you have your dentist, and you have your doctor. You are going to... Ask for emails and ask for other um, different information from the dentist, from the school, and from your doctor. You're going to ask the school if it's okay. If you bought all your documents, you would like to ask the school, can you, would you like to make copies of the documents that I have with me right now? I know we can't register my son right now, but I just want you to understand that we're going to need a spot, a space, <laughs> whatever. We would like to come to the school. So I would like to leave you copies, if you don't mind. Okay, that, you know, that the other members of your team can also get an idea of who my son would be when we get back as far as August and we start registering, all the people that would be involved in caring for my child and providing service, they can have an idea, especially the teacher that's going to be my son's or my daughter's teacher in, um, in September. They'll have an idea. The team will have an idea. So I'm not asking you to, you know, like to register my child. I just would like for you to make a copy and have your team look and let them understand that this child is coming from out of state and, you know, this is the child that they're going to meet, okay? You do the same thing with the dentist because even though they say, you know, we accommodate and we do all of this, you ask the dentist if it's possible for you to do everything that you need to do online. Send your insurance to make sure that appointment that you made is your appointment, no, you know, it's like solid in. Ask them, can I send you some information? Can I fax your office some information of records that my prior dentists have for my son or for my daughter? If 
They give you their, um, their fax number and everything. Then you go to your dentist and you explain that we're moving out of town and I have a new dentist. Can I get my um, child's record? Then you send it to that dentist. You forward it to that dentist. Now that dentist now knows your child somewhat, okay? You do the same thing to the pediatrician. You go to your pediatrician and you ask your pediatrician, is it possible? You, some people ask you to pay for copies, so don't be shocked, okay? Some people might ask you because it might be a lot of papers that they have to copy. And, I mean, let's be real. You have to buy papers, so, you know. So you just ask them, is it possible for you to fax over some information to our new pediatrician that they can have a record of what's going on with my son and the different things that you have been doing, your treatment, medication, and so on and so forth, right? Then that gets done. The last thing, and not really the last thing, two things more you need to do, okay? You need to find out the location of the closest hospital near where you're going to live, your new address, okay? And you need to find out if that's where your child would go if they were sick. Because some hospitals only deal with children and some hospitals deal with children and adults. So you need to find out what is going on with this hospital in your, in your, um, in your neighborhood. Is this an hospital? Is this a hospital just for adults? Is this a hospital just for children? Is this a hospital that deals with everyone? Okay, so you need to find out. You don't have to do anything because if, God forbid, if your child gets sick and the child gets admitted, your pediatrician will be there and you can ask your pediatrician to fax over things for you. Okay, you need to ask your doctor which hospital he's affiliated with because the only way your doctor will be able to treat your child while your child is in the hospital is if he's affiliated somewhat or have some kind of pull in the hospital that your child would be admitted in or my child if they become ill. So you need to do a lot. You need to find out which hospital you're going to use. So your doctor, if you have a pediatrician, he will have somewhere local, a hospital local that basically he works in or where he sent his patients. You need to figure that out, okay? You need to figure out how far that is from your home. That God forbid. Okay? All right. So now you have that. Okay? So now we got our school. We got our hospital. We got our pediatrician. We have our dentist. Last but never least, we need to find out, okay, where is the pharmacy? Where is the pharmacy? How far it is from you? Do they deliver? Do they mail? When you get all these things together, right, then when you finally move, it is not as, I would like to say, it is not as crazy as moving could be, okay? And I said last but not least, but there's one more thing that I need to add on. For working moms, working dad, working caregiver, we know that school ends at 2.45, 3 o'clock, okay? You need to figure out what aftercare is willing to accept a special needs child. You know, 
do they have accommodation for a child that might be in a wheelchair? Do they have accommodation for a child that, that is a runner? You know, a child that likes to elope. You know, you need to figure out all these different things. You know, the aftercare, you need to figure out. You need to call up. You need to figure out the daycare. You need to understand that not all daycare can accommodate children with special needs. So if you're going with a, if you're leaving a daycare in your now neighborhood, right, and you're going to start, I'm sorry, all that noise is coming from outside, and um, and you're going to put your child into a school, maybe you can ask the principal, is there a daycare or an aftercare here somewhere that can accommodate my child? Because some of the professionals, they know the different people that, you know, different mom or different people that might be able to help you, okay? So you need to figure out, because you're new to the neighborhood now. You're new to the neighborhood that you're going to move in, right? You need to figure out if there's an aftercare, will it have accommodate, can it accommodate my child, right? And you need to figure it out fast because someone has to pick your child up when school is over. That's a given, okay? When you do find the aftercare, remember, you don't have to pay the school if it's a public school, but you will have to pay aftercare, okay? So you find out the price and you work it out, that that's your aftercare. Even though it's an aftercare, you're still going to have to also figure out how you're going to leave certain information medically with these people that's going to be having your child until you get from work. So all these different things, when you're moving, all these different things need to be in place. You cannot move and then in your new apartment or new house, decide that you're going to find a dentist because you might not be able to find one. So you need to at least call up prior to and see if they're still accepting new patients and that also go for pediatrician because if the pediatrician is not booking new patients then you know you're out of luck <clears throat> the next thing that I wanted to say to you is um, I'm sorry my allergy is acting up um, the next thing that I want you to understand is not when you're leaving your state and you're getting all these wonderful things right some states are not as financially wealthy. <laughs> it might not be as financially wealthy or might not be as caring as the state you're leaving. When I say caring, I mean some state might not put a lot of money into helping children with disability, while some state put a lot of money into it. You know? So you need to figure out all these different things, because some state, well, well, some state might say, well, um, we have speech here, but for PT, you know, we're going to give you a waiver and you're going to have to find someone outside to see your child. So, I mean, for myself, that would be impossible because my child gets everything in the school, which means that he gets his OT, his speech, he gets everything that he needs in school. So I, myself... I don't have to worry about that stuff. 
It's already being done into school. We're done. You know, when he leaves school, he already have gotten everything that he needs to get, you know. So it's going to be a big deal if you move into a state and they're going to offer you a voucher. Because if you're at work, it's not going to work for your child, nor is it going to work for you. So all these things I would like for you to consider, you know, if you're planning on moving to a state. Do your investigation because it doesn't matter how nice the place is. If you do not have a pediatrician, you're going to end up in the emergency room every time your child is not well. If you have a pediatrician, at least you can call them, take a day off from work, and you can go eat, go in as a walk-in or go in with an appointment or however you want to do it, and you know for sure that your child is going to be taking care of somebody that knows your child. Because you both, you know, we both know that when you use the emergency room, it's, it's, it's a given. You're not going to see the same doctor that you saw, you know, two weeks ago. You're not. And you're just not. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So when you're planning on moving, planning on buying a home and doing all these, you know, like permanent moving is permanent. You might move prior, you know, you might move there and decide to move again. But I don't think you're going to move and move next week. Even if you only stay in the new place for like two years, that's two years of you need a pediatrician, you need a dentist, you need a school that's going to be doing what you need to be done with your child. You know, you need an aftercare. You need all these different things, you know. The summertime is coming up. You're going to have to need, school is finished, school is done. You're going to need summer camp. So you need to find out, do they give vouchers in this particular neighborhood or some kind of scholarship that will help me with, um, with summer camp or aftercare? Because maybe you're in a your, your community that you're in now, they might do that. Or they might have a scaling fee. If you make a certain amount of money, you pay this. And if you make that amount of money, you pay that. The next state that you move in might not have that. They might have, it's flat out $300 a week. It's flat out $4,000 for the summer. So before you move, I just want you to just weigh in. You know, I'm just giving you little tips, you know, to make sure that when you do change your location, that is successful. You know, it is successful for you. It is successful for your child. Where you go and you meet the principal or whoever it is they decide to let you meet for the day. You might meet a teacher or two where you call up and this dentist that you have looked on, you know, looked his name up, and it says all wonderful things about him. Parents are saying he's great, he's wonderful. You know, the thing is, we can always change our mind when we get there. Because if you get a dentist, you know, and he's not up to par, at least you have a dentist. You can still go hunt for one, but at least you have one. The same thing with a pediatrician. You get there, you might not like him. Your child might not like him. But God forbid, if your child gets sick, the child has a doctor. You can always hunt and replace him, but you don't want to go somewhere that you don't have anyone at all. You don't want to move somewhere where the closest pharmacy is an hour and a half. You know what I mean? So, or one that closed at 
you know, one pharmacy and it closed at six o'clock and you're coming, you leave work at five, you know? So you might have to figure out where the next one is, you know, that opens a little bit later or at least open really late on the weekends, okay? So these are just my, um, ooh, sorry for all of that. We're having a little bit of warm weather today, so... Everyone is a bit crazy outside, so I'm sorry for that loud noise with the cars. But um, I want you to always think when, I'm not saying if you have given a good opportunity for a job or even a good opportunity to buy a nice home. It is wonderful. But you and I know that you buy a house, you purchase a house, or a condo, or a co-op, or you even rent, you're renting, you want your child to continue getting good service. You want your child to continue to be educated, okay? You want your child to continue to have a doctor that you can call and see, or specialist, you know. You want them to have the same medical team as the one that you're leaving, if not better. You want to, your child is on medication, you want to have a relationship with a pharmacy. So you need to know where the closest one is, okay, that you can go there and you can form a bond with these people, right? So all these different things you need to have in place. You need to want to know where the daycare is. If you have young children, you need to want to know what's the latest, you need to know where the aftercare is if your child is in regular school, you know, an elementary school that at 2.45 school is done. You're still at work, you know what I mean? So you're going to need to know who does the pickup, which mom, you know, is certified and, and does a home daycare. You need to know all these information. And even when you do need, even when you do know these information, you need to know if they're still accepting new clients. So these are just a few things that um, that I really felt that um, I need to like really talk tonight on, because um, within my groups, I noticed that a lot of people are like planning on moving to different state planning on, you know, just moving three, four hours away from where they are. And when you're leaving a good school that have provided a lot for your child, you don't want to go into a school that's going to let your child regress. When you're leaving a good pediatrician, you don't want to walk away from that and have someone that just want to spend two minutes and, and, and that's it with your child, right? When you're leaving a dentist that will give you an appointment on a day that he knows he's not busy, that he can spend extra time to take care of your child. You don't want to walk away from that That's for a dentist that's going to be frustrated and don't want to be bothered. So this is why we have to make sure that when we're moving away from anything that benefit our children, we're moving towards something that's going to provide the same, if not better. If you have older children, I'm going to say children. Well, you know what I mean, children. If you have teens, if you have adult children that are 
with special needs and so on and so forth, you might need to know where there's a program. Do they have a program for this, you know, this child of yours, right? Do they have programs? What is my child going to do? Let's say the state that you're in, like, you know, I'm in New York, and they have lots of programs, and your child gets picked up every morning, and they go and they um, learn different things, you know. They learn recycling. They learn um, some of the programs. They learn how to wash. They learn how to cook. They learn all these different things, right? They learn how to take the bus, they learn different things. Some of the programs even um, prepare them to get jobs and all these wonderful things. Are you walking away from all these different things to go into a neighborhood that now your child don't have anything to do? So now you have a young adult or even an adult child, right, that all they do is sit in the house because there's no resource in that neighborhood. So... I'm going to um I'm going to end right now but I want all of us to always make sure that when we're leaving anything any benefit at all for our children that our children are now getting that is benefiting our children we need to know that when we're going to move away from these things right move away Three, four, five hours, which we know that we're not going to travel three hours to see a dentist unless it's a specialist and we've been given a referral. We're not going to go there for, you know, to get the teeth brushed and all of that to redo braces. You know, it's impossible if you live four hours away and you work and you do different things. It's just impossible. So what I want you to do is whenever you're going to move away from anything that benefit your child, Go investigate what you're going towards. Because I guarantee no matter what you think you're going towards, if you don't have the benefit in place for your child that you're walking away from, let's say a daycare, uh, a, a babysitter, or all these different things, it makes no sense. If you have a daycare that closed at 4, you're still at work at 5. Or you have a daycare that closed at 5 or, or, or 6, and you're working downtown somewhere or what have you. You have daycare that says, well, we charge $10 for every hour that you're late. That's better than have to quit your job. So um, I'm going to bid you good night. And as usual, be safe and have a wonderful weekend. And these are my tips for you for tonight. Whatever you're going to do, when you're going to move, whenever you're going to make any major changes in your life, Always think of the cause and effect that it will have on the child that really needs whatever we are leaving, okay? So um, good night and continue being the wonderful person that you are, okay? Bye. Take care. Sending hugs as usual. Bye-bye.